is up everybody episode three of the mad fantasy football podcast we are coming at you with part one of our running back rankings we're going to try and get you um two episodes this week two uh we're going to try and upload another one on wednesday uh, wednesday thursday ish um we need we need to give you your starting running backs there's 24 of them there's no way we can fit 24 running backs, at least not with this crew. I mean, we like to argue about everything. Um, no way we could fit 24 running backs in one episode, so we decided to break it down to an RB1 episode, which is this one, um, and an RB2 episode, which will be uploaded, uh, like I said, in the middle of the week. Um, we have some Reddit questions that we're going to get to at the end of this podcast as well, so stick around for that. We'll try and help some people out. Uh, with their leagues, We've got a couple rebuilders. It looks like, uh, boys. There's there's the usual suspects around where they need to be. There's some. I got a lot of flack with my rankings. I honestly did. Um, I, I'm, I honestly got put on blast more than anybody else with my rankings. So I, I guess I have a lot of explaining to do this week. No problem. I'm prepared. Boys, how y'all doing? Episode three. Good, man. We're here. Great, man. Busy crunching the numbers. Crunching numbers. We're, we're coming at you hard with stats and facts this, this time around, boys. So get your, get your notepads out if you're listening because we're going to have a lot of info for you. Let's, let's dive in, shall we? Number one, and it is a consensus number one, the man, the myth, the Jonathan Taylor. Goni, why is Jonathan Taylor our consensus number one? Jonathan Taylor was an absolute stud last year. He was one of the only running backs to play every single game. The man rushed for over 1,800 yards, tops in the league, mm. 18 touchdowns. Mm. He was phenomenal. Mm. He had nine 20-point games. He had 10 100-yard rushing games. He scored a touchdown in 11 straight games. Who does that? This man was phenomenal. Uh, most breakaway runs, which are runs of 15-plus yards, Killed it with the red zone touches. They fed that man the ball. He had 92 red zone touches, which was far and away the most in the league. Uh, the next closest was Austin Eckler with 63. He had 92. He's the focal point of the offense, and he's he was just amazing. I just don't see anyone uh, overtaking that spot. All we're asking him to do is do it again, right? That's it. That's all we're asking. I, I love him. When you got a guy who can – be the number one running back in a PPR league off standard scoring, essentially. Um, go ahead and give me that guy again. Uh, he scored a touchdown in all but five games last year, and he's got Matt Ryan coming into town, who is old, and they love to check that. Old old guys, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, they love to check it down to the RB. So I feel like he's going to get more passing work. Uh, Matt Ryan passed 560 times last year, and 100 of them went to a running back. And it wasn't a running back nearly as skilled as JT. So he's definitely going to get more receiving work this year. As well as do it on do it on those leggies. I can see yeah. that. I'm with you on that, Wayne. Yeah. I'm with you. Like I said, number one was Jonathan Taylor. We all had him at one, so that was an easy one. The consensus, too, is Christian McCaffrey. Um, Goni and I had him at two. Begley over there had him at five. A little disrespectful. I want to hear what he's got to say. 
Man, I've got him at five, but there's an asterisk on it. I mean, CMC could be one by 100 fantasy points, right? I mean, it could also be 30. It, it's all dependent on his health. You know, I was doing my projections, and I, I slotted him in at 90 receptions, uh, which is on 120 targets, which is just – it's modest compared to his MVP numbers. Uh, wait, all pro numbers, I'm sorry, not MVP, uh, 2019. I, he could – he's five, but he could be one. All right, I'm banking on 13 games here. Going with the injury. Yeah, I, you have to, man. How could you not, right? And everybody's a little terrified of it. You see it in uh, in the ADP. You see it in the ranking. It, it, it's baked in everywhere. How can you not? Yeah, I mean, 75% of the guys on this list have missed at least one game. So, I mean, I, I can't really fault you for that. The man was just phenomenal, though. Every time he played at least 50% of the snaps – just four games this year. He scored 24 or more. Yeah. Um, he averaged over eight targets a game for all those games. Um, the downside of that, though, going with your injury, man, he, he really has only played in 10 games over the last two years combined. But the man is phenomenal when he takes the field. He's a walking 20, 25-point game. Yeah, I mean, you know, and Tuba Hubbard didn't look awful last year, right? I mean, is, is there a world where he siphons some carries from McCaffrey? Does Carolina protect their asset this year a little more? Nah. Nah? nah. Okay. Nah. Okay. Listen, Christian McCaffrey played five and a half weeks, right? He came out of one game early. Four of those five and a half weeks, CMC led the Panthers in rushing and receiving. That's just an insane stat that nobody else does except CMC. I can't drop him anywhere further down than than two because I feel like if you're banking on 13 games, his fans the number two fantasy running back. Uh, 13 games is good enough for, for him to get to number two. He's a, he's a receiver. He's a receiver slash running back. He is their best weapon by far, and they use the crap out of him, and they're going to continue to do it. While he's on the field, because like you said, it, he might not be there next week, so they use him while he while they got him. Mm. I, I think it is important to note he's you know next year they do have an out of his contract, so this is a pseudo contract year for McCaffrey. We'll see. He's got to be healthy this year then. If he he's got to get paid either at Carolina or somewhere else. Yeah, yeah but but you know if if he misses, let's say he misses nine games, he's getting paid somewhere else, right? If Carolina doesn't resign him, somebody's taking a chance. It depends. Depends on what he's looking for contract-wise, but he's so valuable to the Panthers. Those those four games that I mentioned before, we played over the 50% snaps, and he was actually healthy. The Panthers were 3-1 and one over those games. Oh, he's a monster. So, I mean, he's the lifeblood of that team. Yeah. Easily. Easily. Yeah. All right, number three, we have Austin Eckler. Um, I have him at four, Goni at three. And Begley at five. What's going on with Eck? Two. Two. You have him at two? Have him at two. Fair enough. Fair enough. Either way, I mean, two, three. He he finished as the RB2 last year. Um, His ADP this year as of right now is the 105, being the running back three. The man averaged 21.5 points a game last year, which was second best. He missed only one game. He had limited snaps in two others, being week 14 and 15. A um, little over 900 yards. Scored 20 total touchdowns last year. Mm-hmm. Probably mm-hmm. come down, mm-hmm. but, it, I mean, the regression has got to be there. He had 70 receptions on 94 targets. 
647 yards. Um, the man's seen 65 targets or more the last three years. A uh, little stat for that. If, if you took away eight touchdowns and brought it down to 12 for the year, he still would have finished as the RB3 last year. He had nine 20-point games. Uh, as I mentioned before, he had the second most red zone touches behind uh, Jonathan Taylor. The man is awesome, and he's going to continue to benefit from the Chargers' high-powered offense. Yeah. Well, when nothing changed, man, in, in L.A. Nothing changed. Agreed, and he does it all through the air, but what people aren't paying attention to last year is that man, like you said, rushed for, rushed for over 900 yards, which was the best of his career, but he also – rush for over 200 attempts, which was the most of his career. So not only is he commanding all of those targets out of the backfield, but he's getting more involved on the ground too. So you you say there's a possible regression. With that offense, man, I could see him continuing on the path that he's on, personally. It's 20 just, touchdowns is hard to repeat. That's the only thing very hard I repeat. think he can regress on. But you're right. You're 100% right. It just, it, it, it just could, with him rushing more, his receiving touchdowns could drop a little bit and his rushing could increase a little bit. It's fair. Again, it's fair. hard. he's double-digit. I mean, double digits. That's hard to do, period. Um, yeah. Number four, the man, King Henry. He's an absolute monster. We got him at four. I had him at six. Goni had him at five. Begley, apparently I had your rankings wrong, but I got you having him at three. Am I correct there? That's right, man. All right, we got him at three. Begley, you got him the highest. What's the deal with him? Man, I do. So, you know, I <clears throat> when I put together my rankings, I kind of went in blind. Um, I didn't assign any names to any players. And I pulled some historical data, ran some models and some scenarios on it. And this guy kept popping up at three. Uh, I can't get him any higher than three. I mean, this guy's a volume monster. You know, 780 snaps, 370 carries, absolutely in his realm, 1,200 yards. Um, you know, who's, I've got him at a 71 snap percent. I, that could be higher. Who's taking any? Who's taking his carries away? I mean, no. I, I mean, Tennessee's running, running through this man, through and through. You know, they they let AJ Brown walk. This is King Henry's team. Um, I, you know, to me, I'm looking at his rushing touchdowns. You know, 16 out of the realm here. I mean, in the red zone, who are they going to? King Henry. Derrick Henry. King Derrick Henry, Henry sir. King. Yeah. Yeah. If I've got him. So the only reason that I don't have Derrick Henry higher, he's 26th in the league in yards per carry. That's bottom half of the league. He's 43rd in true yards per carry. And for those of you that don't know what that is, um, there is a statistic that takes out all your rushes over 10 yards and just averages out your rushes under 10 yards, a typical rush. He is 43rd in the league when you take out his breakaway runs. And I understand that breakaway runs are part of the game and he's great at you know, making that happen, but he really needs those just to get him to a 26th in yards per carry. He had... 219 attempts through seven and a half games. 219. That's an insane number. That puts him on pace for almost 500, which smashes the single-season record, which was set in 2006 by Larry Johnson. Smashes it. 
This man is a volume monster. I think his his rushing talent is obviously there. It's King Henry. I think he drops a little bit, and I, st- I still have him. I mean, he's ranked six for me. But people that are putting him, you know, three, four, I just don't get because his yards per carry are going down. It's in the bottom half of the league. He's strictly volume. Everybody knows what the Tennessee Titans are doing when they walk in the building. Yeah. He's he's not he's he's a he's clear cut top ten running back. If you got him as your RB one, you're happy. Just don't expect uh, a year that he's given you in the past. It's not gonna happen. Plus, you, you you might have to also worry about the regression just because of the age. I know he's a an absolute freak. He's he's twenty three or I'm sorry, he's twenty eight years old uh, this year. Volume's the name of the game for him, as you mentioned with that. He averaged mm-hmm. 27.4 carries a game. That is ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, he had four games of 25-plus points in the eight that he played. So he was a absolute difference maker if you had him on the team last year. Everything was going right for him. He had nearly a 38% dominator rating, which was second best in the league. Dominator rating is the running back's percentage of total team yards and touchdowns. Crushed it, but you no longer have A.J. Brown there to keep the defense honest and worry about going over the top. I know they brought in Traylon Burks, but he's a rookie. Still have to see what he's going to do there. And he faced a stacked front, which is eight or more guys in the box 24% of the time last year. He still averaged four and a half yards a carry, but I feel like he's going to see a whole lot more of those stacked fronts this year. So I don't I don't think he can get to like the RB1 but at the same time, he's he's still a top five guy. Listen, dropping a safety in the box doesn't worry me when King Henry's got the ball, boys. I mean, taking away his – I mean, he's a yards after contact guy, right? That's like taking away Patrick Mahomes' passes over 20 yards. I mean, he, I don't think you can evaluate King Henry that way. That's the value he brings you, broken well, arm tackles. Listen, if the man needs to get on a plane, it takes him a while with all the metal in his foot. That's all I know. They, I'm – his he literally ran until his foot turned into shards of bones, and he came back, and, and then he, he came back, and then and he ran came more. back, and he ran more, <laughs> did it some more. <laughs> you got to tone it down, but they can't; they don't have anybody else. Exactly. All right, Dalvin Cook is our number five. Boom! I got him at five. Goni got him at four. Beckley. Dropped him back to nine. What's going on with that, Bubba? I did, man. I did. So, you know, like I said before, my stats just did not like Dalvin Cook. I mean, 2019 and 2020 needed 16 and 13 touchdowns uh, to get him there from a fantasy perspective. Everybody knows touchdowns are volatile. Uh, They're very hard to predict. I don't know that Minnesota is going to be able to support, you know, 16 touchdown year from Dalvin Cook. Maybe so. Um, you know, he's got over 1,200 touches in his career. He, he's at, he's going to be at that 27 kind of age cutoff where running backs start to fall off. They're talking about moving him to the slot and, you know, letting Madison get some carries. I, to me, this is, you know, it's a little bit of an age play. Uh, you know, he's not as utilized in the red zone uh, as you'd like as you'd like for him to be, especially looking at last year's numbers. This is just kind of a regression year for me. What do you guys think? Go ahead, Wayne. Uh, 
the man's a beast. He He's a strictly volume guy, and you say the touchdowns aren't there. He's not touchdown dependent. That's no. the thing with him. He, he rushed for over 1,100 yards last year, which was fifth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. He averaged 4.7 yards a carry, and he rushed it 250 times almost. Uh, he's, he's not touchdown dependent, and that's what I like about him. He's in the middle of a five-year contract. They're going to utilize this man. They're paying him. It's not like he's at the end of his contract or the beginning or they're any, under any sort of restructure or anything. They're going like, to utilize Dalvin Cook. That's just a fact. He's number two in the league in broken tackles, and he averages just under seven defenders in the box of 6.9. You have to respect Kirk Cousins, Jetta, and Adam Thielen. You have to. He's going to continue to face weaker boxes. He's going to continue to rank high in attempts. He's going to continue to get the rushing work with more passing work with Alexander Madison being more involved in the rushing. So he's doing it straight off his legs. I feel like he's going to get more passing work. He, the, the great thing about Dalvin Cook is he's not touchdown dependent. Touchdowns are just icing on the cake for him. That's why I have him number five. That's why I have him as top five this year. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I agree 100%. The man is great. You can pretty much expect him to get 20 or more opportunities a game. He had the fifth most 20-plus opportunities uh, over the 13 games that he did play. And, I mean, with him, he's been running routes in the bunch-wide receiver set. So I don't think it's going to be like a strictly, all right, we're not using you. Yeah, we're not going to use you just in the slot. Mm -hmm. I don't think Madison siphons that many carries from him. It's going to be on clear passing plays. Now we're just going to line you up out here. We're going to throw it to you. We might set a little bubble screen or something in that bunch set. And um, I, I really think it just helps his value out. It's just... Uh, he he's never played a full season. That's his only Achilles heel, in my opinion. Touchdowns are not a sticky stat or anything. You can't really predict where they're going to go. The injuries, though, he's never played a full season. So, I mean, put him down to miss a couple games. That's just a little disclaimer you have to have with him. Mm. I mean, since his 2019 season, his receptions have gone down every year. He's getting less and less involved in the passing game. Last year, he had six touchdowns. In 13 games, finished as RB10. You're telling me he's not touchdown dependent? It, 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 his last year compared very similarly to 2019, where he finished sixth. He, the difference was touchdowns. He finished as the number 10 running back, a clear cut RB1. Sure. While and I have also him at nine. with also being tied for 18th among running backs and touchdowns. That's that's not top ten. That's that's not touchdown defendant dependent. Like you said, he's going to be more involved with the passing game this year. Those numbers are going to come up. That's mm. that's your words, not mine. He's uh, more in I, the pass. I said they're talking about moving him to the he's slot, mo- but he's more in the, the passing scheme. He's more in the passing scheme. He's going to be more involved in the pass. Now they ha- now that they have somebody that they trust running the ball outside of Dalvin Cook, he's going to be more involved in the. Uh, passing, but like Goni said, nobody's taking his touches. The man's a beast on the ground. Al, I, you know, his touches were down last year. Somebody took them. He ranked, I mean, he missed he ranked games. fifth. He ranked fifth in the year in rush attempts. He ranked fifth among running backs in rush attempts. And his yards per carry were awesome. Excellent. 4.7. Sure. But they were down from the year before, right? He's hurt. 
boys, he's 27 years old. He's taken over 1,200 touches in his career. We want to talk about Derrick Henry's foot. Let's talk about Dalvin Cook's body, which started breaking down half a decade ago. You guys are expecting him to produce the same as he as he has when there's a clear regression. Clear regression. And Goni, that's your favorite word. I know I know you're all about that. Oh yeah. I mean, it factors into everything, but the man is just an absolute beast and he's got all the opportunities. He's got all the opportunities in the world. He only had thirty four receptions on forty nine targets last year. And he missed those four games. So if you start lining him up in the bunch set as well on a clear passing play, that number is bound to go up. What could go wrong? Throwing a guy who's never played in the slot, put him in the slot. What could go wrong there, right? I mean, is man, that what, is, he's is, caught is that what we're banking before. on here? Come on now. It's not like he's learning how to catch. Is that what we're banking on here? <laughs> the man ain't got a superstar in the slot. <laughs> this man ain't he's got never stone done hands. This before. Come on he now. couldn't possibly. Bottom line is they trust Madison more back there. He's going to get more passing work. He's still going to get his rushing work. I mean, that's just facts. Like, a, he's he's in the middle of a five-year contract. He's going to be utilized. Yeah, I'm planting my flag here, gentlemen. The you're, stats you're, don't you're, lie. You're building your house on a sandy slab. Let's move on. I I can't even <laughs> I can't even look at you right now. But Joe Mixon, y'all gonna be mad at me on this one. I got Joe Mixon at eleven. You both got him at six. Yeah. Why? 11. Ouch. Why? Joseph. Joseph Mixalot. Uh, he's starting the league in rush attempts. The man is a clear volume beast. I. Yes, he is. I get it. Defenses need to respect the pass. Go on. Go on. He's going to be volume a workhorse. Joe Burrow is just going to throw it more. Uh, this this offense wow. this offense is going to be an air raid. It's going to be – don't cock your head. In, I, if you're listening to this and not watching it on YouTube, Goni's giving me this weird – like when you talk to your dog or like like hold up a little treat, like, you know, you want to go for a walk and they cock their head to the side. That's the stupid look that Goni's just giving me. Man. I, I, I don't really Absurd. have a lot of reasoning – other than everybody that I have in front of them, they get volume two, but the passing game isn't as prevalent. Joe Burrow's going to air the ball out. He's got a lot of weapons, and they're still going to run it. I'm the man's an RB one. If I'm mentioning your name in this episode, aside from Najee Harris, if I'm mentioning your name in this episode, I am. I'm saying you're an RB one. And that's what he is, just a back-end RB1 due to the heavily passing offense. Goni, if I'm wrong, if I'm terrible in this, I don't want to lead people astray. Please set me and the listeners on the on the right path because both of you were in agreement on Joe Mixon to have him at six. Set me and the listeners back on the straight and narrow if I'm stupid here. I feel like you were uh, just trying to save face with Joe Mixon if he's listening to this podcast. I love you, Joe. Joe, I, Joe, I still have you in the top uh, 12 and everything. Time, you're, you're, you're good, man. Time out, time out, time out. Speaking of saving face, Austin Eckler, if you ever listen to this, I won, me, Gone and I won a fantasy championship on your back. I tweeted you every single week we won, week after week. Three of those weeks were against Begley. Uh, week after week, 
I tweeted you. So if you're listening to this, Gon and I, we need that signed jersey. We Please. won a championship off your back, and we love you for it. Back to Joe Mixon. Let me know. Let me know where. I, let me know where I'm wrong. Joe, I love you. Sorry. All right. So, Joe Mixon. You said all these other guys get all kinds of volume. All right. Joe Mixon had the third most carries. There's only. I mean, quick math. Two other guys. <laughs> hang that, on. Hang uh, on. Hang on. Had more volume than that. Hang on. Go ahead, man. What the calculator say? Yep. That's uh, okay. Two, two other right. guys confirmed. All yep, right. Confirmed. I got my numbers right. 292 carries, third most in the league, over 1,200 yards, third most in the league, 13 touchdowns. He had over four yards per carry. The man got 48 targets last year, which is it's pretty good. He had seven 20-point games. Uh, he did have seven games that were under 10. So little feast, little famine. He was streaky. Uh, he gave mm. you a, a good game, followed by a few bad ones, followed by a few good ones. Uh, but, I mean, the volume – the Does volume. Feast or Famine not equal low end RB one? Feast nah, or Famine? It, who who it wants didn't last year? He's a Tyler. Didn't last year? You know what? He, he finished as the RB four last year. That I mean, the feast was much greater than the famine was, my friend. Okay. okay. Um, he's going to benefit from this upgraded offensive line. They're not going to completely go away from the run. Zach Taylor's just not going to do that. He's he's going to stick with what worked. They're probably going to pass it more because. He had seven 20-point games. He had seven games under 10 points. He was streaky. So he gave you a good game, followed by a few bad ones, followed by a few good ones. Uh, he should benefit from an upgraded offensive line. And I don't think the philosophy changes for Zach Taylor and the Bengals. They they did with what worked. They fed Joe Mixon. They established the run game to open up the pass. I think that it may work a little bit better this year to be honest with you the, the offensive line is great joe's gonna do his thing and uh great. it's gonna help mixon in return Beg, what do you think yeah man i mean what changed with joe mixon right just like with eckler i mean it's the same situation uh you know the only knock on mixon well there's two really it's his health right can he stay on the field his red zone works a little lacking but i have cincinnati blown up this year man uh, i think that offense produces at least 20 percent more joe mixon get five percent of that can he get a little nibble off that way? Twenty percent is a bold statement for total offense production. That's a lot of yardage. That's you a heard lot it, of you. You heard it in my quarterback ranking. That's an absurd number. So you can't ask me to give him a piece of a pie that is way bigger than I think it'll actually be. All right. Fair enough. Refuted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Was well, number seven. We got DeAndre Swift. Gone and I, I, I Gone stayed pretty on par with He was in the majority on most of the ranks. Uh DeAndre Swift, uh Gone and I both had him at 8. Um Begley up at 7. So we were all pretty pretty on par with DeAndre Swift being um in the RB's 7.5 range. Begley what's going on with him? Man, I, I see him taking a pretty nice leap this year. Uh, I, he's just so so utilizing the offense, so deadly in the passing game. I mean, I've, I'm projecting 80, uh, 80 receptions is an out of question with this guy. Um, you know, last year he chalked in at 62. You had a few more games under his belt, a little more comfort with Jared Goff. I don't think 80 out of the realm. Got 600 receiving yards. Um, you know, I'd like for him to score a few more touchdowns. That's the reason he's where he's at for me. But I, I like the lines this year, boys. I think you're going to see an improved team. 
He was good. He was he was really good when he was on the field. Um, yeah. He was just another one of those guys that got hurt. He missed four games last year, most of a fifth. He got hurt week 12 against the Bears and then uh, missed the following weeks, 13 to 16. Uh, like you said, I think the touchdowns will go up. Um, he gave you eight games of 14 or more last year, which is not bad. It's not bad. He also gave you five games of at least 22, which is what you want. You you get a 20-point game out of your running back, you're pretty happy about that. Yeah. Uh, he had a 67% snap share, which was eighth best among running backs, even though they paid Jamal Williams to come to the team and probably yeah. take some receiving work from him. He was number one in the league in yards created per touch which is the yards after what was blocked on every carry and reception and generated after the first evaded tackle. So he had 4.08 yards created per touch, best in the league. Slippery. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he's just really good. A uh, little knock on him, though, is he only had four goal line touches, and I kind of attribute that to a poor offense. So, I mean – Another year in the league, um, we'll see. You know, hopefully things go better for him at the goal line. But I think if he's healthy, he looks really good. They, listen to to piggyback off of what Begley said um, on what he was on pace to do in the receiving game. He was on pace to have more targets than any other running back, which is weird to say because you think of pass catching running backs. DeAndre Swift isn't the first person that pops into your head. That's the case here. He had an 18.8% target share on the offense when he was in the game. That's phenomenal. Yes, he's Like you all said, he's got one more year under Goff, one more year of comfort. Goff isn't – the Rams traded him away, and for some reason he got like this terrible stigma of just being just the new Mark Sanchez, and I don't – he's not terrible. He's he's not – Tyler Heineke. I mean, he's 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 not good. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him, but he's not hot garbage. And the receiving game, DeAndre Swift can be very successful in the receiving game with him. It's just it's more 18.8% target share is not to be sniffed at. If he does that again, look for him to get even higher than than RB7. Goss number 1 pick, man. Yeah. And he was left for dead. He was absolutely left for dead last year, you know, going oh, yeah. to the Lions. And they were actually competitive in, in quite a few games. They had a lot of one-possession uh, games that they lost, which, I mean, it is what it is, but they were competitive. They lost to the Ravens on the back of a record-setting 66-yard field goal. So, I mean, they were they were in games. Their, not their, record, their record was not indicative of, a, uh, of the type of team they were. Their record showed – an absolute poop turds team, but they they're they're not that. I, I like um, right. I like their coach. I think they're going to be better this year. Um, moving on, number eight, Begley, your boy. Talk to me, your boy, your boy Zeke. My uh, man, Gone and I, Gone and I had him at nine. You had him at eight. Uh, we're 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 pretty in the in these back half of the ten. We're all on par here. What's going on with Zeke, boys? I'll let the Homer talk on him first. Man, you know when I was when I was doing my rankings, in the back of my mind, I said, "Man, I'm gonna drop Zeke to about 20. Like it's the year he falls off, dude." <laughs> the reverse <laughs> jinx, I see. Exactly. I did it blind. I did it blind. I gave you know, and I pop up. I, I can't get him any lower than seven, man. I mean, if you look at his stats last year, Ezekiel Elliott was good. 
He was really good, man. I mean, the Cowboys are always a lightning rod. 809 snaps, which was second in the league only to Najee Harris. Uh, my man's on the field, and he's on the field a lot. I know a lot of people are scared off by Tony Pollard. Didn't quite impede on his workload, quite like everybody thought he would. I do think Tony is a little more athletic. I think he's a nice change of pace guy. This is Zeke's backfield. Um, you know, 66% target share, which is strong. He's a really nice receiver, man. 47 receptions last year. He's involved in the passing game. I don't see how that changes with Amari gone. Um, I, he's here. Uh, you know, he's a red zone monster. I mean, in the red zone, he's on the field for, for Dallas. Um, I, I didn't want him here. I'm all in on Zeke, man. I, I have my notes in front of me with each player. And <laughs> under Zeke... The first two words I have are not done with a big old exclamation point beside it. It's not 2021, boys. Correct me if I'm wrong here. Did he miss a game? I don't think he missed a game. No. That is a no. F- he he was healthy last year. And to piggyback off of what you said, 17 red zone receptions and 38 red zone rush attempts. He's on the field for over 60% of everything. He fit listen, he finished RB7 last year. I believe. Goni? Help me out. Seven. Yeah. No, RB7 seven last year with the fewest rushing attempts of his career. He had a 10.2% target share through the air, and Amari Cooper's gone. He's going to, he's, I, I'm, I'm all in with you, Begley. I think he's going to get more passing work. Tony Pollard isn't completely, he's, Tony Pollard is going to do what Tony Pollard has done the past few years. He's going to be a great backup. He's going to fill in where he needs to fill in, but Zeke, is not done. He is going to be a top 10 running back this year. If he is your RB1, don't be scared. He's going to do it for you. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the fantasy community, though, left him for dead last year. I know that we tried trading him in one of the leagues, and you couldn't get a used tissue for the man. Like, just even putting out the feelers. Nah, don't want him. He looked terrible, blah, 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 blah. I mean, he was noticeably slower. He didn't look very good at times after their week seven bye. Well, I mean, it came out that Zeke was playing on a torn PCL since week four. (laughs) And he still played every game of the season. I mean, he was good. He was good. His first five weeks of the year, the man averaged 19 points a game, including a 3.9-point performance in week one against the Bucs, who, great run defense, don't know if you know that, he only ran the ball 11 times. Dak threw it 58 times. Averaging that in with the next four weeks, 19 points a game, I'll take that all day. He averaged mm-hmm. 17 carries for 90 yards uh, and five touchdowns over those first five weeks. And then after that, he only saw 17 carries in a game <laughs> one time after, for the rest of the season. That was week 18. His snap share came down. His yards per carry came down. Uh, and... I'm really I'm all in on him this year again. I believe he's got at least another year to offer. I think it was solely because of the injury and the man just toughed it out or the Cowboys wanted him to tough it out. And he's back, he's healthy, and I think he's gonna be great again. He's boys with Dak. He if Dak is out there and playing, he wants to yeah. be out there and playing with Dak. I, he gave Dak a Gucci bag for his birthday. That's just how it is. They're boys, they're homies. If if Dak is out there on the gridiron, Zeke wants to be behind him helping him out. Yeah. Uh, man, you know, the Cowboys last year, right? I mean, fourth and one, we love to go five wide. And, and it, it, I threw a lot of water bottles instead of a lot of expletives. 
because he don't drink you water, Mad Mob. He threw a lot of Coke, Coke bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Zeke. I mean, I think Zeke was running around two thirty last year, man, two twenty five. I mean, the guy falls forward. Let's just get the yard, man. Then we can go five wide. And Kellen Moore got a lot of flack in the offseason for not really using Zeke enough. Uh, Anthony Pollard. Fun fact about Zeke: he had the third most red zone total yards in the league last year. When he's in the red zone, um, we, we find ways to get him the ball through the air, through the ground. He's involved in the red zone, man. All right. We are on to number nine. And, boy, are we all over. The, nine and ten, Mad Mob, we are all over the spectrum on this. Goni finds himself right in the middle. Hey, not, not on Not on AJ. We'll just you'll see, boys. Number nine, we got Najee oh, yeah. Harris. I've got him. I've got him at thirteen. I've, I don't even have him as an RB one. Wow. Goni has him as a, at a seven. Begley's got him at, down yonder, almost on the podium, at number four. I mean, who needs to go first? Who do you want to hear from first, Goni? I'll let you pick. You? You're in the middle of us. Goni's got him all the way up there at four with the likes of Christian McCaffrey, Eckler, JT. I've got him back down here with Aaron Jones, Fournette, Antonio yeah, yeah, Gibson. Yeah. Who 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 does he belong with more? Uh I mean I have him at seven, so there's a larger discrepancy between you and I, so I'd like you to go first. <laughs> You're a bad guy. <laughs> uh listen, Najee Harris ranked thirty eighth in the league in yards per rush at three point eight. He ranked second in rush attempts, however. He's a clear-cut volume guy, which I when you have 38, when you're running for 3.8 yards per carry on 307 attempts, you are a back-end RB1. But my man had 74 targets with Ben Roethlisberger, the catches. king, 74, 74 catches. Yep, 74 receptions. The king of dumping it off to running backs. Is Mitch Trubisky going to do that? If he if Mitch Trubisky if he does not get those seventy four receptions, he's not an RB one. Not not with the rushing. I don't care if he's got three hundred attempts again. He's not uh, Mad Mob. He's not good at the NFL level at running the ball. The thirty eighth ranked running back in yards per rush. Meaning you take the thirty two NFL teams, all of those starters, he ain't better than in rushing the ball. So if you take those targets away, he he's up. Back end RB one, a good RB two based on solely on the volume, uh, because he's just if the targets aren't there, which I don't think they will be with Mitch Trubisky, then he is not going to be a top running back. Wow, Goni, I'm gonna I'm gonna hop in here. Go ahead, I'm, bro. I'm, I'm the polar opposite. Steelers offensive line last year was abysmal, right? Abysmal, worse in the league by any metric you look at. A man was getting hit in the backfield. Um, they were in shotgun, I think, 83% of the time last year. The fourth highest in the NFL. Najee's a downhill runner, man. He's a head of steam guy. Uh, look, you look at his volume here, Wayne. I, you know, I project him down to 40 receptions on, on 55 targets, which I think is generous. Because, you know, look. I don't. Look, well, look, listen, Najee is an absolute mismatch on linebackers, okay? If you don't think the Steelers are going to plan to get him in space, you're crazy. Their offensive line, their offensive line is still porous. Okay, mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky is not going to be able to have a lot of five, seven step dropbacks. Right? It's three, three steps get the ball out of his hand. They're going to protect him. Mm-hmm. 
what better weapon do you have than Najee Harris on that team? Deontay Johnson? Chase Claypool? Is Trubisky shown to uh, to produce any sort of wide receiver? No. So you're saying so you're saying he's very one dimensional. I beg to differ, sir. Was he a wide receiver one under Trubisky? He was. Okay. Okay. Well, I think hey, 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 this look. is a Mad Mob. This is a point where we might splice it because somebody just got like he just made Begley look dumb. We're leave it in. It. Leave it in. We're leave it in. It. Leave. He, Leave it I, in. Mitch Trubisky, they're one dimensional team. They their offensive line sucks, like you said. They're going to stack the sure. box because ain't nobody worried about Mitch Trubisky. You just said they were, you just said Deontay Johnson, somebody to worry about. Can Deontay Johnson box, and Chase Claypool are offensive weapons. Look, man, look the the volume is there. He he had an eighty four percent snap share last year. Who's who's taking him off the field? Nobody, nobody. But what he's doing, you take all all Ben Roethlisberger checkdown targets away. And you keep the high volume rushing that he currently has and gets again, but then couple that with his 38th in the league, 3.8 yards per carry, he is a back-end RB1, top-end RB2. I, listen, we're on completely opposite ends. Let Goni be the happy medium here and, and, just, and just speak on Najee for us, man. All right, so for Najee, I think the talent is there. I think the guy is actually – he's a really good running back. I think the problem is the offensive line. Uh, he – like you said, he had the most targets and receptions among running backs, five and a half per game, but I fully expect that to drop. The man on a skill level, he had the second most evaded tackles in the league with 6.2 per game. He had a very high dominator rating. Wayne, to go to your side on it, his true yards per carry, which you mentioned before – 3.8, 53rd in the league. It's not good. Very, very bad. Stuffed runs, 49. Third most among running backs at a 16% rate. He is a pure volume play. Uh, they didn't really do much to improve their offensive line. Mitch Trubisky is, it might be a little much for me to say equal to, but he's probably worse than what Big Ben was last year. He's not going to check it down. He just hasn't – he's never checked it down like that in the past. Um, I, I think that he volumes his way, though. I can't get to 13. Can't get to 13, but I definitely can't get to four either. So that's why I have him at seven. Uh, it's just the, the offensive line isn't good enough, but the man's going to get at least 300 carries again and – I'd say 350 total opportunities. Wayne, go and help me out here. Begs. Well, what was what was Derrick Henry's uh, true yards per carry? Derrick Henry's true yards per carry. Mm-hmm. Splice. Nah, nah. I, I have it. Hang on, we're here. We're here, man. Oh. I got him. Derrick Henry was 43rd in the league in true yards per Interesting. carry. Interesting. So. Interesting. Better. So. So, but but close, right? I mean, so point point one, point two yards can make the difference in a lot of rankings. Well, but you you have Henry what in your top five, but you have you drop Najee down to thirteen for a similar reason. I, I look, man, not I not a similar it. reason. Uh, Najee Harris is going to get far less receiving work in a PPR. That is that's a huge hit on you. I, I took thirty four receptions away. Receptions, 34 receptions, I still have them there, and I can't get them any lower no matter what I do. It's 1,200 yards out of the round on the ground. 
there's, I mean, the offense has got to go through Najee, right? I mean, this is a defense first, play action type team. I, I think, I think the Steelers' offense stalls. I don't think they're good. I, I don't think they're going to do much under Mitch Trubisky, and a terrible offensive line. And, and it, it sucks for Mitch Trubisky because he got dealt so many poor hands, and he just continues to get dealt poor hands. And he's going to be running for his life this year. He's got. He's finally got some weapons, you know, offensively in Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson, and he's got a great running back in Najee Harris. But with such a terrible offensive line, it's hard to do anything from any position. Najee did a lot last year from the behind and a worse offensive line last year than what it will do this year because Ben Roethlisberger was checking down to him seventy-four yeah. times. He sustained drives. He he sustained more drives last year. Roethlisberger did. Najee Najee had for twelve hundred yards. He had the lowest yards per carry in the history of football to get to twelve hundred yards. Listen, we're sure. gonna move on from Najee. Uh, oh. do, do, do what you want. Do, we we we're at forty five minutes. We got some questions to answer at the end. Unless it's a fire stat, you can get out in thirty seconds. We're moving on from Najee. I'll, I'll just say this. I trust the Steelers organization. I trust Mike Tomlin. Find ways to get him the ball. Okay. Number and I wanted to speed us up on that because I feel like <laughs> I feel like this whole debacle that just happened with Najee is going to happen again with Aaron Jones. Oh yeah, probably. Mad Mob, your boys got Aaron Jones as the RB three. RB three. Goni's got him all the way in the nosebleeds, RB16. Yeah. Begley's got him at, at almost out into RB2 status as well at 11. Disrespectful. That's disrespectful. Listen. Listen, listen, listen. Hang on. Let me let me speak on my boy Aaron Jones here. He led the league for running backs in red zone receiving targets. On top of that, he averages 4.7 yards per carry. And he finished as the RB10 with only four rushing touchdowns and six receiving touchdowns. Devontae Adams is gone. That is a lot of red zone opportunities that are now opening up. Aaron Rodgers trusts Aaron Jones in the red zone. That's why he is the number one running back in red zone targets. That work, that Devontae Adams workload has to go somewhere. And unless you think Robert Tunyon is going to be a, a phenomenal top three, top five tight end, Guess where those touchdowns are going? Guess where those targets are going? Aaron Jones is going to get more than six receiving touchdowns this next year. He's going to get more targets this year. He is their only offensive weapon. They're Aaron Rodgers, the Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers, only weapon. The Hall of Famer Aaron Rodgers is going to get Aaron Jones the ball. I, I, I know A.J. Dillon is going to take some of the rushing work, but Aaron Jones is going to be fed the ball through the air. He's going to increase his touchdowns. He's still going to be a top red zone target for that whole offense now. Aaron Rodgers will not allow that offense to stall out. He will sustain drives, and Aaron Rodgers is his best weapon. I don't see how either of you have him out of the top five. Begs, you want it, or can I take this one? Uh, you go ahead, man. I'll I'll uh, sit fill in the back. Man, bro, I would 
like to extend a doink bet to you that the man does not finish in the top five. Where do you have him ranked? 16? Uh, I have him ranked at 16. You have him ranked at 3. 3 and 16 will split the middle. I say he finishes in the top half. Top, so top half of what? What do you mean? What, what does that mean? Begley, math it out for us. You're our accountant. Put, give me, give me an RB. I gave you, you said top three. I gave you top five. You got him at 16. We're splitting the middle between three and 16 and I'll take that top half. You take the back half. Yeah. Does that sound, does that nah. sound reasonable? RB nine. RB nine. I'm saying he's RB nine or better. Wouldn't it be RB eight or better? Okay, I'll take that. RB eight or better. I got okay. eight. I got eight and better. You've got nine doink, and worse. Doink bet accepted. Doink bet. Doink, doink bet accepted. Tried to put him on blast for uh, RB three, and he he squeaks out an RB eight somehow. Listen, if you Anyways. got him, if you're disrespecting him all the way out to sixteenth, I could have been like, listen. Doing bet says that hey bro, he's better than a cool. thirteen. You got him at sixteen. Closer to where I have him ranked than you, and I'll I'll doink you one at the end of the season. So oh, all right, Mad Mom, stick around. Because Onto the this stats. This one's going to be absolutely juicy. Onto the stats. Give me some stats. Man had six games of thirteen plus points. Uh, I mean, it's modest. He had seven games under nine. I mean, single digit games are not acceptable for anyone that is considered an RB three, right? <laughs> um, he only feast or averaged famine, man. Uh, feast or famine. Yeah, he famined a lot more than he feasted, man. <laughs> Thanksgiving only comes once a year. He's RB ten, man. He's RB ten. He did something right, <laughs> bro. He only averaged eleven point four carries per game. AJ Dillon had more carries, more rushing yards, more rushing touchdowns than Jones. I know you're expecting a whole lot of receptions to come from him. That's fine, but AJ Dillon last year took the majority of the rushing work. And uh, it's going to happen again. He can it's have it. Absolutely going to happen again. He can have the rushing I'm, work. Huh? He can have it. Enjoy that rushing work. I'll I'll go ahead and take my passing work. Bro, you're gonna need a hundred. You're gonna need CMC type levels of receiving out of the running back spot to boost him up to a, an RB or the RB three. Rogers. Um, that's all. I mean, he he only faced you know an average of six point one defenders in the box. I expect there to be more in the box this year. Also, when he is you know lined up to run the football, because Aaron Rodgers doesn't have those weapons. But and, it's still Rogers. I don't know, man. I just I can't get behind it. I can't get behind a three. I might have him too low. That's understandable, but you would definitely have him way too high. But look, look I, I'm I'm on Team Lane here, man. Outside of CMC, this guy's got the highest ceiling, right? Of any running back in my top twelve, dude. Eight hundred yards on the ground last year. That's nothing to sneeze at, guy. But I understand he might be a little more inefficient. There's more volume you had, man. 800 yards isn't bad. Uh, I'm not projecting him closer to 900. I'm projecting 450 yards in the air, receiving yards. I think the red zone work is there, man. Wayne is right. This guy's a weapon in the red zone. And if you believe in Rodgers to move the ball, you believe in Aaron Zones to catch it and score. Aaron Zones. Aaron Uh, Zones. (laughs) Hey, hey, that's sticking, boy. Red zone machine, that's Aaron Zones. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, the only reason he's not hired for me is because of his 60% snap share, but I'm all in on Aaron Jones. Mad Mob, let it be known that Biggs just likes to agree with Wayne here. He's He's got him ranked closer to me than he does to Wayne. He's got him ranked at 11. 
I have him at 16, and uh, Wayne has him at three, but he's going to be on Wayne's side for it. <laughs> hey, Mad, Mad, Mob, Mad Mob, if, if you're listening on Spotify, Apple, Samsung, whatever, we, we greatly appreciate you, but you're missing out on some quality some quality looks. You're just missing the looks that we're giving each other. Just check us out on YouTube. Just when you're free at home, on break at work, just pull up Mad Fantasy Football Podcast on YouTube and just... Just look at Goni's stupid face whenever he makes his yeah, point. Yeah, just just look at him. Yeah. It'll make you laugh. It'll make you laugh. For <laughs> sure. Wayne and I just argued about Najee for twenty minutes, and I'm Team Wayne all of a sudden. Can yeah. you believe that, Wayne? What a what a That's what, what he a does. dummy, big old dummy. All right, moving on. We're running out of time. I knew this was going to happen. Number eleven, we got Nick Chubb. I've got him at seven, highest. Goni's got him at eleven. He's finding himself back in the happy medium, and Begley all the way out at thirteen. Listen. I'm going to speak on Nick Chubb first. This man is number two in yards. Uh, let me let me state the obvious. We all know Kareem Hunt's there. We all know Kareem Hunt uh, siphons a lot of touches. That being said, Nick Chubb is number two in yards and number six at yard at five and a half yards per rush, and he's top five in almost every efficiency ranking. He is an absolute stud of a running back. He doesn't get red zone work. But he's number three in breakaway runs, which can result in touchdowns. He's from a pure rushing standpoint. I think he is maybe the best running back in the NFL from a pure rushing standpoint. Number two, maybe behind Jonathan Taylor. We all know what he's about. But he is a phenomenal, phenomenal weapon. He's going to continue to be utilized on the ground. He's going to get red zone targets siphoned. He's going to get some work taken away. But when he is in there, when he is taking the ball, he's doing work with it. He's efficient with the football, and he's going to continue to get his normal workload. So you can you can expect what you've always got out of Nick Chubb, which is a back-end RB1. Mm. Ah. All right, so, you know, Nick Chubb, his highest fantasy finish has been eight, right? And that's on the back of a 1,500-yard year. Uh, Look, I I mean, I've got Nick Chubb's projected 1,400 yards, which is extremely generous. Is it? It, I think it's generous. I mean, if if he's healthy, he hasn't been the last two years. Let's say 1,400 yards. You know, he doesn't get any receiving work. Got him at 22 receptions for 200 yards. My problem with Nick Chubb, to get him into the top 12, I have to project double-digit touchdowns. I just don't see it. Um, you know, it's he's only got it once in his career. Kareem Hunt siphons a lot of work in the red zone, a lot of snaps on the field. I think with Deshaun, I think with Amari, the Browns showed their hand. We're throwing the ball a little more. We got a little more balance in the offense. I think that negatively impacts Nick Chubb. So it's a lack of volume play for you on them, right? I mean, I've got 1,400 yards on the ground. Uh, yeah, I mean, is that a volume play? I, I don't know. I, I think it's more of a touch. I think he's just touchdown dependent, man. No, no. the man. I, I'm definitely with Wayne on that one. The man is one of the most efficient running backs in the league. Um, he's he's just great. Every time he touches the ball, it's amazing. He, he even faced an average of seven defenders in the box last year, which was the second most in the entire league. Faced the second most stacked fronts, which is eight or more in the box. 
he's still had five and a half yards per carry. His uh, yards per touch, 5.8. His juke rate is amazing. He, he evades tackles. He break has plenty of breakaway runs. He's he's just so good. I, I mean, I can see the knock on it. He's more of a two-down back. Um, Kareem Hunt gets the third down and fourth quarter work, you know, if they're behind. Um, but they acquired Deshaun Watson and Amari Cooper. I think that they're major upgrades. I think that the offense is significantly better this year. And I think that just helps him out. I think that he will be just fine not really having to catch the football to be an RB1 this year. Uh, it, he's just too good. He's just very efficient when he's got the ball in his hands. Yeah. Sure. But, I mean, pure rushers, they don't get into the top three in fantasy running backs, man. He JT. just doesn't catch enough. JT. No, no. And, I mean, and JT it, caught 40 balls last year. Nick Chubb's not going to get half that. Not the RB1. I'm not saying he'll get to the – he can't get to sure. the RB1. He can be an RB1, though. I, I mean, yeah, but, uh, I mean, sure, RB1, fine. But he took 1,500 yards to get him to RB8. Do you see that again in his when he's 27? I don't see it. Hmm. Oh, we'll see. Maybe. I we'll mean, see. he missed three games. He missed three games last year. And like Goni said, he's facing stack boxes nonstop. They got to respect the pass a little bit more with – uh, somebody that can actually throw the ball. Sure, sure. Uh, Baker Mayfield had a torn labrum. Whatever. I've had a torn labrum, mad mob, and I still, I still <laughs> lifted, just not very much. All right. The consensus number twelve. We have Leonard Fournette. At kind of a surprising one. A lot of people probably didn't expect to see him as an RB one. Um, I had him at fifteen. Uh, Begley and Goni had him at ten. I'm gonna be honest. I I'm reverse jinxing myself. Leonard Fournette checks a lot of boxes to be an RB one. I'm a Buccaneers fan. We tend to suck really bad if Tom Brady isn't on the roster, or if we don't have a defense full of Hall of Famers. And I know that Tom Brady is not going to be on the roster next year, so I need all the reverse jinxing. I can possibly get because we are going to dive in another two decades of being terrible uh, after this year. So you all speak on Leonard Fournette. I'm not. I, I'm staying away from it. I'm staying away from him. I think he's. <laughs> I think he's an RB two this year. Tom Brady's going to pass the ball a lot. I understand Leonard Fournette's going to get some of it, uh, yeah. but he's also going to pass it to you know little old Chris Goldman, Russell Gage, and Mike Evans. But you all speak on why he's an RB one. I mean, he was uh, he had the third most points per game last year. He averaged 18.3. He only missed three games. He didn't even break 1,000 a, a yards. He had 811, eight touchdowns on the ground. Uh, he was the RB6 last year. He was, he was phenomenal. He got 84 targets, 69 receptions. That's a whole lot, and I feel like that's in his future again when Tom Brady's throwing the ball 700-plus times. He – only has to deal with uh, Keyshawn Vaughn, Gio Bernard. They drafted Rashad White. They're all going to compete for backup roles. Um, he had 12 games in double digits. He had five games with 21-plus points. It's excellent. Third most uh, targets averaged a game at six. He had nine goal line carries, so that's what you want to see when he's down there. He, he's not in danger of, of losing his workhorse role at all, and he's part of a phenomenal offense. What do you think, Beggs? Man, I, I couldn't have said any better. I mean, again, fo follow the money, right? I mean, Tampa shipped out Rojo, paid the man $20 million. He's going to get the work. 
That's it. So, Mad Mob, get your notepads out. Get your phone out. I'm going to give you a quick run-through of the consensus again. And you can take every single one of these to the bank to the tune of a fantasy championship. Number one, consensus number one, Jonathan Taylor. Number two, Christian McCaffrey. Number three, Austin Eckler. Number four, Derrick Henry. Five, Dalvin Cook. Six, Joe Mixon. Seven, DeAndre Swift. Eight, Ezekiel Elliott. Nine, Najee Harris. Ten, Aaron Jones. Eleven, Nick Chubb. And at 12, your last RB1, Leonard Fournette. Um, I, I, I literally can't wait to get to the RB2s. So I've never been more excited to get uh, to another episode than I am to get to these RB2s. Let's, let's get some questions, boys. Let's help some people out. We got three Reddit questions today. Uh, the first one is from Michael8445. He's got a question about a trade. Uh, he's going to be giving up A.J. Dillon and the 2.05 to get Juju Smith-Schuster and Miles Sanders. He's giving up A.J. Dillon and the 2.05 to get Juju and Miles Sanders. Goni, how do you feel about that one? Uh, I'd be on the side of Dillon and the 205. Um, so no I just trade. Like, You're saying no trade for him. No trade, yeah, sorry. No trade. I'll take Dillon and the 205, and I would stand pat with it if I was him. Um Aaron Jones, he's going to be in his twenty age 28 season this year. He's got two more years left on the deal, but the Packers have a potential out after this year, uh, giving them a dead cap hit of $9.5 million. So they could decide to move on from him, which would open up the door for Dylan to be a workhorse back. Um, Miles Sanders, you, you just don't really know about. He's going to be an undrafted free agent next year. I've never liked him. Beggs was super high on him last year. <laughs> we love Definitely won some money and a doink bet off of that. It was excellent. So you don't know the landing spot. He he could land somewhere great. He could land on a, a turd. You, you never really know with that. So it's a mystery box for him. And Juju's the same way. We've Everyone's been looking for Juju to be great ever since – AB left and he was going to be the lone dog with Pittsburgh and it just never materialized. A lot of people are burnt out about him. And I think people kind of had that renewed confidence since he's going to be playing with Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not sold yet. Yeah. Listen, Juju is not a, he doesn't stretch the field. He he's Juju is going into this offense to run routes in the second level with, I don't know if y'all have ever heard of him, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes is going to pass to Travis Kelsey every single opportunity at that second level. Juju is not going to be his first or second target. He's not going to be an immediate uh, help to that offense. It's it's just it, he's going to be doing what Travis Kelsey does, and Pat Mahomes is always going to go to Travis Kelsey. Miles Sanders, at, for some reason, people have been hyping Miles Sanders up. What has he done? He hasn't done anything. A.J. Dillon, like Goni says, has a clear-cut path to being a top running back. I, I, to be honest with you, uh, Michael, I wouldn't trade A.J. Dillon for Juju and Miles Sanders straight up, let alone throwing the 2.05 in there. Uh, right. You're giving up too much as it is. Um, if you're, And it all depends on the makeup of your team. If you, if you are in dire need of a receiver, like absolute garbage cans all over your team, 
then maybe I'd take out the 205 and do the A.J. Dillon for Juju and Miles Sanders. But just face value with the players we have, I'm not doing that trade. I think you can get something better than Juju Smith-Schuster for A.J. Dillon. You know, 205, take a Damian Pierce, take a Rashad White, take a Flyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you guys. Hold. Yeah. All right. Hold. We got a next one. Oh, my gosh. This guy, I like your music. Jangaroo Cack 2. You almost had me there. I got you. I said it right. He is a strong competitor, so he's not in a rebuild mode. He's in a dynasty, I'm assuming, right, if he's saying strong competitor now. Uh, he's giving up Gibson to get Fournette. So in a championship situation, he's going for a championship this year. Are you giving up Gibson to get Leonard Fournette? I think we kind of already answered this, right? Essentially, with our rankings. With the rankings, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah, Fournette's a, a. I think he's strong for a year. I think he falls off, you know, in in year two. Uh, I know Wayne agrees with that. I'm not super high on Gibson. You'll see that reflected in RB two rankings. I say you make the trade. Yeah, I, I 100% agree, man. If you're going for that championship, go ahead and make that trade. If you're a strong competitor, if you're not worried about the the age difference, which obviously not, uh, go go with Fournette. I, I absolutely, we all think that uh, Fournette is going to have a better season than Gibson, but way better offense. And uh, absolutely, yeah, it's 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 an easy one, man. I, it, you're losing out next year, and the year after that, and the year after that. But if you're going for the, your championship this year and you are simply in this trade saying who is the better player among these two, Fournette's the better player. Fournette's going to give you more points this year. And if you're just going for this year, give up Fournette. If I'm in a dynasty, though, this guy is probably winning the long term. I think you can get Gibson in a – or I think you should get a pick out of it as well. I think he should be giving you Fournette in a pick, maybe a second rounder, because he's winning in the long run in a dynasty. So – at, in the very least, just take the trade to be better this year. But I think you can swindle that guy out of a pick, honestly. You could yeah, even flip Fournette next year. Say you, you win a championship this year, you, you can still flip Fournette next year for, I mean, you never know who's Smith in your league, maybe a late round first or, or an early second. Mm-hmm. Yep. All I right. Agree. Next we got Jastor. Jastor. He is rebuilding. He is in rebuild mode. He's going to give up Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette. Oh my gosh, are you in a are you in a fantasy league with Jengaru Kak? He's giving up Saquon Barkley and Leonard Fournette to get Antonio Gibson, a twenty two third and a twenty three first. Whose side are you on? He's giving up Saquon and Leonard to get Gibson twenty two third, twenty third first. Man, I have nothing but bad things to say about Saquon Barkley. I've been burned by that man <laughs> year after year after year. Oh, where did we have him ranked in our RB1 rankings? Uh, NA. Uh, not yeah. a soul had him up there, huh? Yeah, no, he's he won't sniff that. Um, uh, he just, I mean, he gets hurt every year. He plays behind a terrible offensive line. Um, I, I'm going with the play of make the trade, get the younger running back. I know we just sent Gibson for Fournette in the last one, but if you're in a rebuild, yeah, it's rebuild. completely different. It's the opposite question. Completely different. Yeah. So go ahead, take the young running back, take the picks, and build your roster up. Listen, like you said, and we kind of 
juxtapose the points here with a strong competitor getting Fournette, giving Gibson, you're in the opposite situation, so we're obviously going to recommend the opposite. Saquon Barkley is hot turds. We did a lot of research on far more than 12 running backs to compile the top 12, and I, I specifically called Goni. Like, I'm doing my research on my desk in my home. He's in a different city doing his research. <laughs> I got to Saquon Barkley, was like writing through all the stuff, and I had to call Goni and be like, dude, are you getting Saquon Barkley as low as I am? Because he is sucking on my rankings. And Goni was with a resounding, do you want to be best friends? Yup. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't like Saquon Barkley at all. I would get Antonio Gibson. The 22 third ain't going to do much. The, between me and you, don't tell us to who you're trading. This next class is going to be solid. So a 23 first is going to pay dividends, I believe. Yeah, I mean, why not? Why not instead of the twenty-two third, get a twenty-three second? You know, Saquon still has some name recognition worth a shot. Very true. All right, that's that is all the questions we have. Three questions. Remember, we are on Twitter at MadFFPodcast. Uh, feel free to DM us there to leave questions. Uh, YouTube at Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, leave comments on any one of the videos. I'll check comments on all the videos. If you just pull up the first video and leave a question for the next episode, I'll find it and we'll uh, we'll tackle it. Um, we got we got Begley over there. He's always surveying Reddit. So um, if you just want to at us on Reddit and then ask a question, we will take care of you there. Uh, what am I missing? I feel like I'm not. Uh, Spotify. We are on Spotify. Mad Fantasy Football Podcast. We just went live this week on apple podcasts uh you can find us pretty much at, you can at gmail email us guys email us mad podcast at gmail.com we're everywhere we are easily accessible and we are dying to help you doink bet your friends because i'm dying to just lay it all over goni aaron jones you disrespectful any closing statements boys yeah that ain't gonna happen at all <laughs> <laughs> Any intelligent closing statements, Begley? Najee for MVP, man. <laughs> he closes it at last. His quarterback rankings was Joe Burrow for MVP. He better go get a new yeah. in. A new <laughs> we'll have one in the RB2 show. He'll have a new MVP candidate. <laughs> Antonio Gibson, MVP. <laughs> All right, Mad Mob. We really appreciate y'all tuning in. And we will be back with our RB2 rankings. Uh, middle of this week. All right, we're out.